Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch the Third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California. Joining me from a more than acceptable safe social distance because I am sick is my guest for this evening, Una Herzl Baird. <laughs> you have a lot of syllables in your name. <laughs> Uh, I sure do. And you know what? I married into every one of them. <laughs> oh, goodness. And from your introduction, you are a kitty cat lady. I am. I am certifiably a cat lady. <laughs> and you have cat ears on your headphones. I yep. do. I do. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, it. it's very on brand to have these headphones. That is the truth. <laughs> Oh, so where are you calling from? Whereabouts, anyway? I don't know, you know exactly where you are. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that my IP address is available somewhere on the internet. Um, I am I am in uh, lovely, cozy Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, okay. You're not far from my uh, sister and her family, where they just moved to. I don't remember the oh, name yeah? of the city, but they're just outside of Indianapolis. Oh, okay. So... so one of the bills. <laughs> yes, one of the bills. <laughs> so wow. Okay. So you're you're Central Time Zone, right? Eastern. Oh, you are. Uh, Eastern. We're actually you Eastern. Eastern. Okay. Yeah. I can never uh, get the time zones right. <laughs> well, and I think that like as you get closer to Chicago, it is Central, and it's just I've time zones are not my friend. I literally always have a tab popped up that i can look at all the different time zones and know so <laughs> yeah yeah i had a a guest uh actually our our the other guest who was supposed to appear this evening was uh uk time zone and uh, i had another uk guest uh not too long ago that we got the whole thing confused and it turned out that he was going to be on a plane during the time that uh, he was supposed to be on the show <laughs> And so uh, we ended up having to reschedule completely. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So like in, in, in a former life, I worked for a translation agency. And so because I worked internationally there, it was, you had to always use time zones. You could not assume anything about locations or availabilities. So yeah. time zones and holiday calendars, like those are <laughs> the, the perpetual tabs open on my, on my computer. Okay, so what uh, what languages do you speak? Well, so I didn't actually work as a translator, oh, although okay. interestingly enough, uh, it is kind of how I got into the company that I worked for because I'm originally from Bosnia. Oh, okay. um, and so I moved from Sarajevo to Indianapolis uh, 20 something years ago, more oh. than that now, but I've I've lost count. Uh, and so I had that as a second language and was able to start interpreting, I had one job, and then I got hired on to do something totally different. Uh, but it's kind of how, how I got my foot in the door with this uh, more more rare language, like not super rare, but just not right. uh, as needed in our area. And so the rest is history. Wow. And now you speak cat. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So how yeah, did you fluently, get into like, now what first off, what is a cat claw cap? Or wait a minute, am I even saying that right now? Yes. Yes, I know. It's a lot of <laughs> so I get 
Yes. Uh, so the the claw caps I like as well, uh, which is fabulous. But I really like to focus on the feline. Um, okay. And so the claw caps, they're basically like little um, vinyl or plastic uh, covers for pet claws. That way, they're not scratching right. up furniture or faces right. or you know other pets. I had a friend who uh, their dog lost an eye to the cat claws. Uh, And so these caps are one of the ways that people can try to prevent that Uh, because, you know, cats are quite fond of their claws. And generally more and more these days, we're seeing a lot of um, cities and states trying to outlaw declawing of cats. Um, So this is one of the ways that it's a little bit more sustainable and maybe people can live with better than just saying like, well, I get to have crappy furniture for the next 15 years because I have, I have a cat. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we had a cat who uh, had terrible, terrible overactive earwax glands and would just scratch his ears bloody. Mm -hmm. And so finally one day we were like, all right, we're going to give this a try and see how it goes. And as I was putting them on him, I was like, ha ha, they're like little claw condoms. I'll call them (laughs) condoms. And I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody else has had the same thought on the internet, right? And it was just this like perfect crossover between uh, hilarious dad joke puns and enough of an esoteric topic that like no one else had said this word. I had brought it into being uh and there that is the moment where quandums was born okay i was wondering what that uh what that meant i was reading it more trying to read it more like clowndoms uh, <laughs> and that must be how we keep clowns from reproducing uh. <laughs> oh do they need any help <laughs> well they might they might get with each other yeah, so. I'll leave it open for a possibility. It's a great big <laughs> world out there, right? There's someone for everyone. It is. It is. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me searching OnlyFans for clown content. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, okay. So you, you found these quondoms and, uh, and you said you can do it better. And, uh, um, and it says you give back. What uh, what what means that? What uh, what do you mean by giving back? Yeah. So when I started the company, uh, I mean, there are tons of places where you can get these. There are a few uh, bigger companies that are U.S. based, uh, and then lots and lots of companies from overseas where you can just order it on Amazon, and it's you know a dime a dozen in terms mm-hmm. of how many people are selling the same product. <laughs> But really what what all of them were missing was that social component of, um, you know, being more of a feel-good brand and being funny and being sincere in, you know, acknowledging that, like, this is not an easy thing to use and it might not work for everyone, but it's something to try. And one of the aspects that I thought was so important was uh, really helping to support the animal organizations and charities that take care of the pets that we love and that have helped us. Like in the U.S., I think people aren't nearly as aware of what a huge problem um, stray animals can be in other countries. Mm-hmm. And all of the charities and nonprofits that we have, the humane societies and the ASPCA and all these places that help us make sure that, you know, and God 
bless Bob Barker, you know, <laughs> and his uh, constant reminder to spay and neuter our pets, yep. it really became part of our culture to do so and help reduce pet overpopulation. But when it comes to cats, people are far less likely to be willing to pay the real cost of spay or neuter services mm. versus dogs. They generally see cats as more independent and self-sufficient. And so the the same cost that they'd be willing to spend for a dog, they'd be like, no, that it's fine. I just don't need to fix my cat if that's the price. And so a lot of times charities that handle spay neuter services for um, for dogs and cats will have to come up with the difference, right? Because they want to encourage communities to take advantage of that service and stop pet overpopulation. Mm. Cats can breed very, very young and, you know, their litters have um, multiple kittens. And so you see that over a lifetime, you end up with an exponential amount of cats oh, in yeah. the world. Uh, so, you know, grants and donations and all these things really help to support that. And so when I learned that fact, I decided this was going to be part of the mission for my company was to donate proceeds from um, from what we bring in to help support animal charities, whether it's spay neuter services or food pantries uh, for people who, you know, want to keep their pets, deserve to keep their pets, but just have to make hard choices about how their money is spent. Um and so I've uh, worked with um, several different organizations to donate, uh, as well as we have an amazing local cat cafe uh, that features quondams. And each of the cats that gets adopted from there also goes home with a set of quondams to help with that transition of uh, going into a new place and uh, potentially saving some, some arms and faces and furniture. Yeah, it can it can take a while for a cat to get used to a new environment. That's for sure. They're uh, they're so used to being independent. But uh, we have one uh, one kitty, and she doesn't uh, she doesn't well she claws occasionally, but uh, <clears throat> but not very often. And she doesn't claw the furniture, so she's got her own chair. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And you better not sit in it. No, no, you better not. Um, for sure. <laughs> No, nope, that's where we put her food. That's where uh, that's where she uh, she sits to beg for treats, or rather, I guess, mm -hmm. insist on treats uh, would be more more appropriate for the cat. Insists on what's due to her, that's obviously. Right. Of course. <laughs> what's her name? Tiger. 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 Yeah, I I inherited her. Um, she oh, okay. uh, there used to be a gentleman who uh, who lived here in this apartment. Um, he, uh, he passed away and, uh, and the cat stayed. And, uh, um, when I moved in, I moved into his room, what was his room and, uh, and she decided that made me hers. So. Hmm. <laughs> she adopted you. She adopted me. That's right. Because that's how cats work. <laughs> of course. Of course. So. And it's amazing how, you know, generally people see cats as just very like aloof and independent. Like I said, but they have such varying personalities, mm -hmm. just as much as dogs do. But I feel like we lump them into a, a singular category more often. A category? <laughs> a category. So how many cats do you have? Well, currently we have none. <gasps> we uh, used to have three. That was our max at any one time. Okay. Uh, and then uh, in between, once we were down to two, we also had a kid. And now all of his things have replaced where all of the litter boxes go and we are catless. Uh, and I got to tell you, um, the way that like some people really want more children, that's how I feel about cats. 
Okay. Like where you will, you know, you shouldn't, but like you really have this deep desire for this thing and you're like, I'll make it work. It'll be okay. I can totally make this work. So I definitely, when I see cats now, I'm like, but like, you know, maybe we could make this work. Maybe we could just shove a litter box somewhere else. Like how bad could this be? Like maybe under my desk, that would be okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely unreasonable and unrealistic in what I think I can accomplish and how this would all turn out. But I have cat fever the way other people have baby fever. Okay. Well, there are definitely, it's, it's easier to get a cat, I think, than it is to get a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. I think there's a, there's a healthy debate to be had on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably less energy and like cost mm-hmm. prohibitive to have a pet. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, let's see. So is this your only, uh, your only thing or uh, do you have other projects you work on too? So no, it is not, uh, because I can't sit still. (laughs) So in addition to, in addition to running quantums, I also, uh, work as a copywriter and uh, get my hands into a bunch of different businesses and just love the fact that I get to learn new things and kind of dabble in different areas uh, and keep things interesting for myself. Um, And then because you just can't possibly have more work to do in a day, I also homeschool. So I'm in charge of the full gamut of education for my six-year-old and all of the social aspects, you know, of not being in school and uh, wanting to make friends and do all the things and helping to run some of our um, local get togethers and things. And, uh, and those are my big pieces that that I work on pretty regularly. And then I also volunteer and sit on the board of uh, a local nonprofit organization that has nothing to do with cats and everything to do with kids. Okay. (laughs) Wow. So the cat lady has no 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 association with cats as yet as current except for your business. <laughs> right, exactly. I know the irony does not escape me, but if you know, if we could have kept them longer, we would have, yeah. but we had some uh kidney failure issues which are pretty common mm. in cats and one that had a heart defect. Uh. So it was Yeah, it was rough. And just the other day, I came across an article that said that, like, oh, for $15,000, you can get a replacement kidney kidney for your cat. And I'm like, yeah, I probably would have tried to spend that money. So glad that wasn't an option at the time, because I'm just not sure that's a sustainable way to live. No, no, not exactly. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So let's see. What all else? can we discuss um oh yeah homeschooling uh, i homeschooled um at least the, yeah. the last part of uh high school i did um my uh my other siblings did yeah we moved around a lot because my father was uh in the military at the time and uh his uh temporary active duties kept us moving uh quite frequently and so uh my parents decided to homeschool everybody and uh i uh i homeschooled out of high school a year early and uh and uh, then uh, my my other brother didn't like it. Um, he he didn't care for it at all. Um, but uh, my youngest brother wasn't old enough yet for uh, for school really. And uh, and my little sister uh, uh, was uh, in kindergarten. <clears throat> but uh, uh, but yeah, that was uh, I really loved it. Um, 
in fact, I, I am so glad now that uh, um, that uh, that internet is the way of getting college degrees and and things of that nature because uh, I, I mm -hmm. I'm a lot more comfortable with it than uh, than I was uh, going into class. But, uh, oh, I yeah, I totally get that. Like from a social perspective, mm -hmm. from a convenience perspective, just from like there's just so much to it that. I think we're going to see education evolve even further from that because yeah. the way that tuition is going is just unsustainable oh, yeah. at this it's, point. It's ridiculous. So. But, uh, um, well, I think the key part, though, is going to be parental involvement. Um, when parents aren't involved in the education, whether it's whether it's regular, you know, normal education with, you know, brick and mortar uh, kind of thing or uh, or not I think uh, I think kids get lost um, you know we out here in California um, they say that uh, the kids fell behind by about two years on average um, mm -hmm. over the pandemic so basically the length of the pandemic determined how far behind they fell and uh, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, with a lack of parental involvement parents are you know, it's like uh, I have uh, um, a friend of mine who's a teacher, and he was on a, uh, a parent-teacher conference and was told, basically, from 8 to 3, they're your problem. And, yeah, uh, but yeah. you know what? We've, and for the most part, we've created the traditional, like, institutional school model mm -hmm. to support that. Yeah. Like, we've expanded all day kindergarten because... Mm -hmm. We really, you know, need parents to be in the workforce yeah. more than anything. And so we do end up with the struggle, right, between like education and the desire to have people be educated and also the really realistic need that childcare is expensive yeah. and sometimes unapproachable for many people and school mm -hmm. serves a huge function in that. It's part of the reason why we end up with high school students starting school so much earlier than their than their like biology really dictates right. for that time in their life and then being so tired all the time yeah. um, because they have to be the ones that are home to get the younger kids off the bus. Right. And so high school starts earlier than elementary school, which is totally backwards for what mm -hmm. teenagers actually need in terms of their sleep cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I still have that sleep cycle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. This was the thing that I did at the start of the pandemic is I had a subscription to Masterclass. And the first one I watched was about the science of sleep. And it oh, wow. changed my life. Um, and yeah, but like essentially people, you know, we have the early birds and the night owls mm -hmm. and then the in-betweeners. <laughs> but most of society doesn't really allow people to work towards you know, alignment with their, with the best sleep cycle and the times that they are at their most productive. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing I love about homeschool is like my kid literally never gets up to an alarm. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he would even need to, cause he's a real early bird right now, okay. but even as he, you know, shifts in his needs, we can just shift the clock and shift our schoolwork to accommodate mm -hmm. that. I don't have to get him up groggy at 7am. So. Right. Right, <laughs> which is a good thing, but uh, yeah, yeah, most uh, most work is get up, uh, get up, get up early, and uh, and pound that uh, pavement until you've worked for forty hours in the week, and then uh, even though you finished all your work at about thirty hours, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. File that under ask me why I left my corporate job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely like a results driven person mm -hmm. and love project based work. And, you know, I'm like, don't punish me for getting my work done early by piling on more work. Right. Like ask me what I need with that time. Right. You know, it might be time with family. It might be time to do professional mm -hmm. uh, education or different things like that. And it's really one of those things that's like, it's so built in and it's so pervasive that we want butts and seats right. from, you know, nine to five. And that's really the thing that that's such a huge value. Yeah. Um, but really it's, you know, it's not the time, it's the attention that people give and, more frequent breaks like this is the thing I'm also learning through teaching a child is you know he needs breaks more often than I do certainly but it really emphasizes the extent to which I need a break too mm -hmm. and every time we take a break together and you know go and take like five minutes or ten minutes between lessons it's amazing how much more refreshed both of us are when we come back to it I bet, I bet. and uh, not to mention the uh, the bonding that uh, that takes place uh, during that time um, I bet that's uh, all so important. Yes, absolutely. I definitely feel like we have such an incredible relationship. And not only that, but like I have the privilege and the honor of watching things click for him mm -hmm. and the power. Like it makes you feel so powerful to be someone who teaches a kid to read. Right. <laughs> and I don't. This is my um, my husband very lovingly told me I have problems with authority. And so <laughs> if I was going to make a move in my life it really needed to be to like jump to doing my own thing full time mm -hmm. uh and so i don't know that i would have made a great like public school teacher uh because i am just not sure that i would have made it far enough into the bureaucracy and the red tape piece of it sure. but i love teaching and i love helping to like bring things to life in a way that makes them interesting. Cause I find that as an adult, I find so many more things interesting because I have more control over when I look into them and when I'm learning about them, how I'm doing that, you know, whether it's reading or going to events or uh, watching YouTube videos or whatever it is. And so it just makes it more immersive for me and more interesting and entertaining. And education can 100% be entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, and all the things where he's like, oh, this is the best activity ever. I'm like, yes, I'm filing this away. Like, this is the thing he responds to. Um, and the things where he's just not interested, sometimes I've, like, had to have the conversation with myself of, like, it's okay. You might have wanted this for him, but we need to just let it go and move on to things that you know, that really drive his passion. Cause it's not about me. Um, it's right. about giving him the tools to be, <laughs> you know, a person in the world. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. And, uh, getting him the, uh, the educational tools he needs to, uh, to survive out, uh, yeah, out there in the real absolutely. world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, well, tell me since you were homeschooled, uh -huh. like what were some of your favorite parts of homeschool? Well, I'm such a, uh, a a broad thinker, I guess, because uh, uh, um, I, I enjoy learning all sorts of different things. It was probably the thing that that I enjoyed the most was probably um, the time uh, the time freedom. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I could I could decide that okay, it's time to for for PE, so let's go swimming. Um, when I decided it was time to go swimming as opposed to 
you know, it's like, oh, I got to sit in this class for this time. Um, you know, but uh, also, uh, um, you know, being able to decide, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I know it's 10 o'clock at night, but I feel like doing math. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, and being able to go about it at my own, uh, my own pace, my own, uh, you know, my own whims, if you will. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd always been that way. I'd done independent studies before, uh, back in middle school. Um, and, uh, so, uh, um, you know, and that was, that was dangerous because I'd always push things to the last minute. Um, uh, but, uh, um, still I, I managed to get it all done in time. And, uh, um, and, uh, that was, uh, that was fun doing it. Uh, even though it was in a brick and mortar, uh, regular school, um, you know, being able to, to essentially set my own schedule and, uh, um, and do my own things. That one was fun because we got to do uh, uh, what we called store days. And uh, we could uh, create things that we could sell to uh, the other students. We could make a store and uh, and have things, uh, you know, create things and, and sell them to each other. And and uh, there was a, a, a money that we used within the, within the, uh, the classroom. Um, Mm-hmm. And we could use it if we had forgotten something we could buy from the supply store or, um, you know, or we could get snacks and, and various other things. And, uh, and of course, on store days, buy stuff. Um, I, ended up, uh, I ended up buying my first comic books that way. Oh. <laughs> but uh, um, a thing I still collect. But, uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, the, the freedom, I think the, the freedom was what, uh, you know, to decide what I was going to do next mm-hmm. was probably the most important thing in homeschooling to me. And it's still the most important thing uh, as I do my work. Um, I, I joke around and say I have four different businesses, which is kind of true, but really it's more that I get bored with one thing and sw- have to switch to another. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so I've got the podcasting and I've got the... Uh, um, I've got my uh, my leadership development. I've got uh, I'm working on uh, on website development now too, and uh, um, darn, what's the other thing? Um, I don't remember what the other thing is now. My my brain is. It'll sick. come to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see: leadership uh, development, I... website development, podcasting, and insurance. And insurance. There we go. Thank you. That was that was ah. the that was the disembodied voice of Rudy, my uh, my uh, my friend and brother in Christ. Hello. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he happens to be in the room. He's playing a video game right now. Nice. So uh, insurance <laughs> is one of the many things I have also done as a ah, career okay. <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I'm working so on I'm working that. on final yeah. expense insurance right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh man, that that brings back some memories. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it uh, um, a little bit. Uh, you know, getting to help people figure out what uh, what they need out of life and and how to how to get it. Um, I think that's kind of what a lot of everything has to do with a bit is uh, is that very mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know, talking to people and uh, and giving them uh, what they need. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a huge part of 
any business, right? Mm-hmm. Getting them what they need or what they want. Right. Uh, I came across um, another copywriter and her name escapes me right now, but she had posted on Instagram about like, it's okay for your business to be wants-based. Like this isn't a bad thing. There are people who are going to want this specific thing. Like mm-hmm. we don't, we can have joy in our lives and just want things in addition to needing things, right? Oh yeah. So, um, and I felt like, I was like, oh, I needed to see that. I needed that permission, right? <laughs> Both to be okay with wanting things for the joy of it and also being okay with like understanding that not every business is going to be, you know, needs-based. Some of it is just, you know, for the joy of joy. And I think so much of that also can help spark creativity. And I think there are a lot of people like you and like me that are not running just one thing that have multiple irons in the fire, partially because that's a really smart thing to do, you know, in terms of diversifying your income. Um, I mean, if you look at businesses, right, most successful businesses have more than one division or more than one thing that they are, that they do because you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, But also then as creative work goes, you know, it just kind of like, fills that piece of being a human being, right? And expressing creatively. Um, And all of it inspires and feeds into other things. Like the amount of times that I'm working on something for one client and then I'm just like jotting down notes for someone else because it all kind of, you know, comes full circle Mm -hmm. in your brain for sure. And then you've got the, and then you've got the quondoms. Yes, that is (laughs) my utmost in creativity like all of the cat puns i can possibly think of and and it just it really is like it's been that perfect balance of challenge and creativity and something new and different to figure out um you know putting together an online store and you know who who is my audience and doing all of these business related pieces but then also like how do i just have fun with this too yeah. and not make it you know something that ends up being uh, a drudgery. just a giant pain. Yeah. And that, and I, that I end up resenting instead of loving. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't, yeah. When something becomes a, a giant pain, you don't want to, you don't want to do it anymore. And uh, it may be something people, uh, people rely on like, uh, like with the condoms to, uh, to keep the cats from flying their furniture or their dog's eyes out. That, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, that's just scary because we also have two dogs, but uh, um, ah. two little dogs, and uh, um, one of them is afraid of the cat. <laughs> and, that's a smart decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, although she <laughs> she shows it in really uh, weird ways because she likes to hide her treats, and when the cat comes around, she digs the treats out and starts eating them all. <laughs> Okay, weird flex, but all right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, uh, um, but the, the cat doesn't want the treats. The cat wants nothing to do with the dog, at all. <laughs> and attention-seeking behavior. She's like, I'm afraid of you, but I also kind of want your attention a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, maybe, maybe. She yeah. was uh, both the both of the dogs were rescues. And, uh, um, I think, uh, I think the one that's afraid of the cat got the, got the worst of the situation. So, Mm. but, uh, um, but, uh, yeah. Um, 
You know, I think that's something that's really interesting because we are so quick to allow animals to have their trauma mm -hmm. and to be like, oh, my dog doesn't like men because she was abused by them before, or mm -hmm. my cat doesn't children because she was in a bad situation, you know, in her previous home. And like, this is completely understandable. But when people have trauma, then yeah. we're like, suck it up. You need to like have everything under control mm -hmm. and do better. And this doesn't matter. And like, don't worry about it. Right. right. So I, right. but we're so willing to understand and forgive our animals <laughs> for the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. Although I try to, I, I try to get the dog to relax through it. You know, but uh, um, yeah, she's she's not having it. Uh, <laughs> she's at my feet right now, so. Aww. But uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah, animals are are well, they're 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 difficult to talk to sometimes. Well, they're they're easy to talk to, but they're difficult to understand. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, and so uh, so yeah, so there's some uh. So sometimes we have to put up with some things, but some behaviors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and they are how we get used to uh, talking to people who don't listen to us. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> it's like totally fine because I have had, you know, 10 years of owning cats where I constantly talked to someone and told them not to do something that wasn't smart for them. <laughs> And they just continuously ignored me. So, <laughs> and now you've got, uh, and now you've had six years of experience with a person who doesn't listen to you. <laughs> yes, delightful. It was, it was so funny. at At his six year checkup, they did a hearing test, mm -hmm. and his pediatrician walks in, and he's like, "He hears just fine, but that's different from listening." <laughs> but to his credit, he is. He is a delightful and bright child who definitely will push back on things. He wants to know why you are having him do a particular thing. But he has also quickly learned that uh, people have finite amount of energy. And this is one yeah. thing that I think I'm doing different than like a lot of the uh, parents in my parents' generation did, which mm -hmm. was to just be like, hey, yeah, I don't, I get to be a person outside of being a parent. And also I don't have endless bottomless buckets of energy so it's if it's been used up i'm gonna go take a nap or take a break or read my book and i can't play this game anymore um and i think that'll hopefully help him as he grows into an adult realize that you know people have different needs and they're gonna have different levels of patience and different uh levels of willingness to participate in activities you're interested in and that's yeah. okay yep yes it is and animals are the same way. We went and visited an alpaca farm today. And okay. it was all like, hey, you got to meet them where they are, right? They like it quiet. They like slow movements. Don't jump. Don't scream. Don't run at them. You're going to get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to like meet them where they are. If they start backing away, don't keep cornering them. It's not going to end well. Um, and let's apply that to people too. People also don't owe you their time or their, you know, their abilities or their interaction. So meet them where they are. And like, if, if one alpaca or one person doesn't like you, that's okay. There's others out there. You'll find your alpaca person. <laughs> <laughs> Alpacas. Now those are like llamas, aren't they? They're like or... llamas, but they're shorter and they're, um, 
their fleece is softer. Okay. All things I learned today. It was it was cool. great. <laughs> do they do they spit like llamas or? Uh, they can, but they're not. They're pretty chill in terms of okay. like when we were interacting with them. That wasn't um that wasn't like a big thing. They were actually really picture. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were good, very cause... sweet for the fact that there were like fifteen kids running around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's something I don't like about llamas and camels is is they spit. That's just not uh, very friendly. It's yeah, it's not it's not my jam either. It's no. not not something I would look forward to. But um, but the alpacas they were very chill and uh, very friendly and enjoyed getting some shredded carrots from everybody and okay ex in exchange for letting letting us pet them. So it was delightful. <laughs> Well, you know what? Ten out of ten. Definitely would recommend. They were okay. they were great. And they've got these like big beautiful eyes and they were just just cute. <laughs> okay. I will have to meet an alpaca then. But you know, speaking of animals, what is the most exotic animal that you have had an opportunity to interact with or or meet or even just see at oh, a wow. zoo? Like what's um what's the most interesting animal you've seen? Well, um, I know when, when, uh, when I was in high school, uh, or right after high school, my, uh, my little brother, uh, uh, managed to sneak a ferret into the house. And oh. so we had that for a while. Um, but, uh, um, let's see. Um, and then just something that was funny was, uh, um, uh, Rudy's, uh, wife, um before she passed well her name was uh was rosalia and we went to with some friends and their kids to the santa Ana zoo and santa Ana zoo is famous because it has to have so many monkeys it's part of the agreement for the land oh um, that they have to have a, a number of monkeys there and one of the monkeys they had the name of the monkey was rosalia rosalia that was the, <laughs> the species of monkey uh-huh not the like individual names, and so we thought it was really funny that uh, that these monkeys were named after uh, after my friends. But mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, um, let's see, yeah, I mean I've been to zoos around the world. Um, I remember going to a zoo in Okinawa, Japan, um, when uh, when we lived there, and uh, um, and that was interesting. It was very different from uh, from American zoos. Um, we had just come from uh, from living in San Diego and the you know the world famous San Diego Zoo, sure, um, and uh, is uh, definitely a, a a different kind of zoo. But uh, um, and uh, um, and the uh, the zoo in Japan was uh, very tight. It was it wasn't uh, it, it didn't seem to me to be as animal friendly as mm -hmm. uh, as American zoos. And, uh, um, and so that was kind of sad, but, uh, um, but yeah, and, uh, what was it the other day, somebody, uh, somebody was wondering what zoos in Africa would be like if they would just have dogs and cats and things like that in it, because, you know, you can go and see a lion outside, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, nothing, nothing too weird. Um. Mm -hmm exotic i guess would be more appropriate than weird 
but uh, <laughs> unusual based on your geographic location, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would say probably for me, it's a sloth. Um, okay. And the Indianapolis Zoo had a sloth exhibit, and you could get like pretty up close, and they had you know zookeeper chats and to tell mm -hmm. people and teach them about it and sloths are adorable and a few years ago there was like sloths were everywhere they were the big they were the the owls of their time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah, yeah I, like I love sloths. that um what was it watch something on uh, on youtube the other day about uh about a sloth that they had to they had to remove its claws because they were infected or something and oh. and about its recovery and and uh and all of those things and and uh yeah that was uh yeah they're they're definitely adorable yeah those, look... but those those big old claws though can be kind of scary yeah <laughs> yeah it's they're they're incredible um yeah. Actually, just thinking about that and the claws for some reason triggered also the memory of um, in 2016, I traveled to Australia to visit family mm -hmm. and um, went to a couple of different animal sanctuaries and um, got to see a platypus, which okay. that I think is by far the most bizarre and I yeah. think I accurately label it as bizarre animal ever. Yes. Like they're so weird and so fantastic yeah. and I love them and they have like poisonous feet and yep. just everything about them is a contradiction and an affront to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think the good Lord uh, was playing a joke on us when he, uh, when he decided to make those. Um, <laughs> yeah, a mammal with a duck bill that lays eggs poisonous feet and a beaver tail mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> just fantastic it's yeah. it's like if you give um my son has these blocks that have mm -hmm. the like legs the torso and the head and you can interchange them into with different <laughs> animals and things it's okay. basically like one of those it's a it's yes been put together <laughs> yes very much so very much so not like uh not like our normal pets, like cats and dogs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As they should be. As they should That's be. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, so, well, um, let's see. Quandom, C-L-A-W-N-D-O-M-S dot com. The, uh, the link will be in the description. And uh, so people can easily find them because... Uh, um, you know, definitely prefer that to declawing cats. It, that was described to me as uh, as like removing the tip of your finger. And, yeah. Uh, that just sounds really nasty. Well, um, and like even beyond the fact that, you know, if there, if all goes well, right, that's the mm -hmm. worst harm that was done. Right. But oftentimes things don't go well. And yeah. if that cat ends up outside, you've taken away its primary ability to defend mm -hmm. itself. So, and that was actually how we ended up with one of our cats um, is she was put mm. out because the previous owners were saying she wasn't litter box trained. Turns out she had irritable bowel syndrome. So that was delightful. Uh -huh. But I was like, you can't put this cat outside. You, you've like sentenced yeah. her to death. She has no yeah. defense mechanism out right. here. Um, right. So, you know, and then they can create litter box issues because of the pain that they mm. experience stepping um, after the, the surgery. So there's just so many reasons to try other things. Um, mm -hmm. And 
increasingly it's becoming less available too. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's not a bad thing um, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I can think of a couple cats I've had that, uh, that could have used uh, the, uh, the claw condoms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do they, do they come in different colors and stuff or? Uh... Yeah, they do. So different colors also like glow in dark, which I think is one of my favorites. They're so fun. Um, the glow and dark, a uh, bunch of different colors and different shades with like sparkles in them. And also they okay. come in black and clear if you just like a really classy look or, you know, okay. don't want to don't want to think too hard about your color choices. Uh, and that I think is like so much of the fun. It's kind of like being able to give them a little manicure. Um, and actually really uh, my biggest uh, customer base is groomers. Because people okay. will, you know, if they're like, oh, you're already grooming my long haired cat here, like, go ahead and put the claw caps on there and I don't have to worry about it for six to right. eight weeks. <laughs> now, do they all walk, do that funny walk when they first get them on? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the ones that are like used to it, you know, they know what's going on, they're going to be good to go. And others, some cats just don't tolerate them at all. They will rip them off immediately. They will give wow. you the death stare and they're done. And a big part of it is just like anything else, you know, pay attention to the signals that they're sending you. And if it's not working out, then that's just not the solution for you. And, um, and you know, and that's okay. It's not for everyone and it's not worth, you know, potentially like stressing that cat out even more mm -hmm. uh, to try to get this to work out when it's something that's going to cause them ongoing stress from not being able to, you know, feel right in their bodies. Sure. Sure. They've got to, yeah, they, they've got to feel right. And uh... <laughs> it's like, you know what, it, I... it is funny to watch them do that walk. <laughs> I love nothing more than a cat that does not tolerate a harness well just like mm -hmm. become a puddle but at the same time you know we don't need to torture them like that <laughs> no no, no <laughs> for our don't. entertainment right they're not it's no. like the this weird version of like the gladiators <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying someone else's suffering <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well i have run out of my energy for this evening and uh, I know it's three hours later for you, so uh, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're uh, getting ready, to, thinking about uh, thinking about recuperating so that you can get up in the morning with your uh, with your son and uh, get back to schoolwork. Yeah, uh. absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I definitely took a nap this afternoon in preparation for this. And the time zone, yeah. but I am committed. So we're here, okay. and this has been. <laughs> a blast i've so enjoyed your company and i hope well, you get to feeling better fast me too me too um yeah uh yeah and uh, it's been enjoyable uh, certainly feel free to book another time uh, be happy to have you on again Fabulous. um you've been uh, you've been fun <laughs> and uh, um yeah like i said i'll make sure that the link is in the description so people can easily find quantumsrightnow.com just as soon as they can soon as I can say it, quantums.com. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had fun trying to say that as I'm getting as I was uh, announcing it, announcing your appearance uh, in earlier podcasts this week. <laughs> Just like quantums, <laughs> not quite sure. Now that I understand, it's claw condoms. 
now it makes more sense. It makes all the sense, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes all the sense. I love that. So see, even just the name brings you joy. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll let you get going and uh, um, be safe out there. And, Thank uh, you. Let's see. Um, yeah, remember to wash your hands. Um, always. I always tell everybody that. <laughs> Drink water, wash your hands, get plenty of sleep. Drink water, wash your hands. Yes. Drink <laughs> clean water, wash your hands with soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and visit uh, alpaca farms. Such a treat. Yes, all the alpaca farms. All the alpaca farms. <laughs> all right. Well. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk Thank soon. you for yours. Absolutely. And uh, everybody stay tuned for the closing credits. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. And I'd like to thank my beloved, uh, my beloved, oh, oh, damn it. I stumbled. See, hold on, hold on. Let me put it back now. There's me. Okay, I'd like to thank my beloved Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew! Yes! <laughs> I'd also like to thank my special guest, Una Hartzell-Baird, for uh, being on the show. If yes. you feel so led, uh, support the show over on Patreon.com at Bald Spots Pro. That's the name of the production company. Yes. Don't you dare miss YWL Online. Uh, you can uh, find that on Facebook and uh, across podcasting platforms everywhere. Tune in next time for CJ Hudson and Joseph Lenard. Leonard. Leonard, I almost said Lenard. Joseph would kill me. Please like, comment, and share to stay informed. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to kick that algorithm into gear so that we can reach more people because that is part of the point. And be sure to visit clondoms.com to get to get uh, cat gloves for your uh, for your kitty cat so that they don't uh, so that they don't scratch up your furniture. Yes. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for tuning in, and have yourselves a wonderful whenever. Bye.